Welcome back to the Raise the Apple podcast. Glad you're with us today. We have some updates going on with the New York Mets, plus we got some big news going on around the rest of Major League Baseball, and we're going to dive right into it. Starting off in Mets land, uh, Aaron Loop has signed a one-year deal with the Mets. He is uh, formerly a lefty reliever of the Tampa Bay Rays, spent 2020 there, went 3-2 and with a 2.52 ERA, gave up seven runs over 25 innings, also struck out uh, 22. And in the postseason, he allowed two earned runs over five and a third innings pitch, striking out six and walking just two. This is a nice little signing. Um, having some bullpen depth is, the bullpen's a big question mark, as we all know, coming into the season. So having some bullpen depth in there, getting another lefty in the bullpen, especially after missing out on Brad Hand. Aaron Loop, I think, is a nice get. It's a nice little, um, another, uh, we've seen so many moves like this, this offseason, another low risk, potentially very high reward. It's a predominantly right-handed bullpen, so it's nice to offset that a little bit with a lefty in there. And a guy like Aaron Loop, who has uh, played a nice role with the Blue, or excuse me, the Rays this past year, overall was just a nice get for the Mets. And then there was some sad news going on with the Mets the day that I personally have been dreading for so long. Steven Matz has been traded. Steven Matz is going to the Toronto Blue Jays. In exchange, the Blue Jays are sending the Mets three right-handers, Sean Reed Foley, Yenzi Diaz, and Josh Winchowski. I apologize if I butchered those names. And Toronto will be picking up the $5.2 million left on Steven Matt's salary contract. This hurt. I said it on, I made a TikTok video about it. Losing Matt stinks, but it's something that was probably inevitable at this point. The giving he hasn't panned out too well. He has shown glimpses where he could be an absolute stud. But injuries and lack of consistency, it was kind of inevitable that... Matt's was going to be on the move at some point. Uh, I'm glad he's going to Toronto, and I'd like the return that the Mets got. Got three promising uh, young arms, one of which uh, Reed Foley has already made his major league debut. So this overall wasn't a bad trade. It sucks that Matt's is leaving, given he's not only his potential, but he was a class act off the field as well with all of his charity work and all that. It sucks. Mats was personally one of my favorite players, but again, business, at the end of the day, it's business decisions have to be made. This makes the team potentially better. It could also make them worse. Blue Jays get a nice lefty arm in that rotation. Probably will slide in in the middle of that Toronto rotation. And But for the Mets, that a lot could come from that. It could mean that they're going to go with Joey Lucchesi as their fifth starter. It could mean that they are trying to clear up as much salary space as possible to go all in on Trevor Bauer. A lot of, a lot could come from this. Now, if the Mets were to add Trevor Bauer, now you're looking at a rotation of DeGrom, Bauer, Carrasco, Stroman. Uh, this probably won't be the order, but DeGrom, Bauer, Cookie, Stroman, and probably Lucchesi or Lucchesi until 
Syndergaard comes back. Then when Syndergaard comes back, that rotation from top to bottom is really, really good. You're going to have Jacob deGrom, Trevor Bauer, Noah Syndergaard, Marcus Stroman, Carlos Carrasco. That is a terrific rotation. Probably one of the better Mets rotations we've seen since that uh, Fab Five that we unfortunately only saw one time through of DeGrom, Syndergaard, Mats, Harvey, and Wheeler. I can't believe we only saw that one time through. All the hype around that rotation, and we only saw it one time through. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Syndergaard and DeGrom are the last two standing from that rotation. But this, the current Mets rotation, assuming they sign Bauer. Trading Mets, I, I would assume, means that they are going all in on Bauer if they can. And hopefully they do. I think Bauer would be a great, great... I've said a million times before, I think he'd be perfect with the Mets. The Angels are reportedly out on Bauer. So it could he could be going to Toronto. He could be going to the Mets or Dodgers. There also could be a mystery team that swoops in. But it looks, based on what I've been seeing, that it's between the Dodgers and the Mets as to where Bauer is going to go. However, Bauer camp has been very quiet. He's been very secretive, and justifiably so, very secretive about his free agency decisions. And his agent, Rachel Lupa, is also, they've all, excuse me, kind of been quiet as to what's going on. So the suspense is building. But I anticipate Trevor Bauer signing soon. I'm waiting for the notification that Bowers finally signed somewhere. But we don't we don't know when that'll be. We don't know who it'll be, but it looks like it might be the Mets and Dodgers that are gonna end up Mets or Dodgers that are gonna end up with Bauer. And then the last little bit and that's on the Steven Matz trade. Um best of luck to Steven Matz in Toronto. I hope I wish him nothing but success. I wanna hop on the Blue Jays bandwagon because the Blue Jays are gonna be good this year. I th- I don't know if they're there yet to beat the Yankees, but I definitely think they're going to give them a, a little more pressure than they're probably going to get credit for. If they could pick up another starter, maybe a James Paxton, maybe a Jake Odorizzi, I think if they could pick up one more starter, I think they could be a serious threat to the Yankees, especially from an offensive standpoint. They could compete with just about anyone, so it'll certainly be exciting to see how that pans out. But the last little bit of news kind of is Mets-related, but mostly world-related. Steve Cohen deleted his Twitter account. Kind of probably a good thing. Uh, We saw, obviously, with all the GameStop stock stuff, I'm not going to go into that because I really don't understand what all that is. It's my understanding that the average person was getting a lot of money and the people on Wall Street got butthurt by it, and they were like, nah, nah, nah we're not playing that way and then they tried stopping it that's that's basically what I understand from it but apparently Steve Cohen was I don't even know what why he was involved uh, so all that stock market stuff happened it was a complete disaster on social media and then Dave Portnoy who is the founder of Barstool went after Steve Cohen because Steve Cohen has a history of apparently, I don't know the details of everything, so I'm just going to say allegedly, has a history of alleged um, shady business going on on Wall Street. He's one of the more successful hedge fund owners on Wall Street. Dave Portnoy came after him. 
Steve Cohen denied any involvement in what happened with the GameStop stuff. And now Robinhood, the app, Robinhood's in the crap. And all these other Wall Street people, it's just a disaster. But Steve Cohen defended himself against Dave Portnoy on Twitter. He said, I can't speak for other people. I can only speak for me. I was not involved in this. And that was it. You know, I love the line of Steve Cohen. After his first tweet, he's like, why are you coming after me? I'd love to take this offline. Chill out. I think chill out is going to be the motto of the Mets the entire season. It's just every time Mets fans get greedy, because they have got, we've gotten a little greedy this offseason, but just chill out. Chill out. That was, that was great from Steve Cohen to throw that in there. But he released a statement. Because of all that stuff... And his family was apparently receiving personal threats, which I don't know what those threats could possibly entail. I don't know why people would be threatening him. That's just scum on them for doing that. But they are, or he has deleted his Twitter to try and calm down the personal threats he and his family have been receiving for their people thinking he's involved. I doubt Steve Cohen's involved. I don't know how GameStop stock involves the Mets but I you know as a Mets fans we've seen almost everything happen to our team so I wouldn't be surprised if somehow the freaking Wall Street falling apart is somehow the Mets are tied into it that's just the way that's just the way Mets fans have been dealt over the past years one of the most seems like a cursed franchise at this point if Steve Cohen was involved but Steve Cohen's not going to step down nor should he from being the owner of the team None of that. It was blown a little out of. It was blown way out of proportion. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out why Dave Portnoy went after Steve Cohen. I mean, I don't understand Wall Street and all that stuff. What went on? I don't understand it 100. percent So I can't speak like I do. But that was just an interesting day, and all of a sudden you see Dave going after Steve Cohen, and then you're like, oh god, of course the Mets were involved in this somehow. But alas, that's pretty much everything going on with the Mets. Uh, they add Aaron Loop. They trade Steven Matz, unfortunately. You know, it's a love-hate trade. You knew it was going to happen, but you didn't want to see it happen. And then Uncle Stevie's off Twitter. Hug. Only the only the Mets, the most random stuff can happen to at this point. But we're going to transition now into the latest in MLB free agency. First of all, Jock Peterson is going to the Chicago Cubs, the former Dodger on a, I want to make sure I get my numbers right, on a one-year, $7 million deal with the Cubs. He is going, he's basically replacing Kyle Schwarber, but is also kind of an upgrade. Uh, They both will, they both, he's going to produce similar numbers to what Kyle Schwarber would have produced, maybe hit for a little higher average, maybe hit a few more homers. But I think Jock is basically just Kyle Schwarber's replacement. Uh, he will finally get to see Jock play every day. He played a lot with the Dodgers, but not as much as... I mean, He maybe he's one of those guys that'll prove to show how much he can produce if he gets to play more. Um, but, you know, Dodgers have lost Kike. They've lost Jock Peterson now, but they've gained Corey Knable. They've got... They, they're pretty much stagnant in terms of they haven't improved, but they also haven't lost anything but they really don't need to improve they just need to hang on to what they got if you ask me but Jack's going to the Cubs 
the Cubs are a very interesting team to watch considering all the salary dumping they've done with trading away Darvish and letting Lester go and letting Schwarber go. And now they're, they've brought in Jack Peterson. They're probably not going to retain Albert Almora. Interesting to see what direction the Cubs, or continue to see what else the Cubs do. That that window closed very quickly, and there's been a lot of talk that after they won the World Series in 2016, a lot of guys were like, yeah, we got our ring. I'm not going to try anymore. And there's a big clubhouse issue with that. At least that's what I've been reading. So maybe things are, they're just trying to get a change of culture over there with the Cubs. Hopefully David Ross at the helm is the right thing to do. But we'll see. This is a nice pickup for the Cubs. Uh, bad loss for the Dodgers. Uh, Jack Peterson, best known for having the greatest home run derby round ever with Vlad Jr. back in 2019, where they went into what was a double or triple swing-offs. That was fantastic to watch. If we could have every home run derby round like that, that is perfect for the game of baseball. That was beautiful to watch. Next bit of news I forgot to mention is somewhat Mets-related. Daniel Murphy has called it a career. Daniel Murphy, postseason hero from 2019, has decided to retire from Major League Baseball, which stinks, but you know his time, 12 years in the big leagues, was fantastic with the Mets throughout his entire, kind of flew under the Mets radar throughout his entire career, came up with the Mets, was consistently there. You know, if you look at his batting averages from his major league debut in 2008 all the way up to his last year with the Mets in 2015, no hit, 313, 266, 320, 291, 286, 289, 281. Murphy, and he earned an all-star appearance in there. Murphy was very good in his Mets career, and but we all best know him for his 2015 heroics where he homered in six straight postseason games. No one ever did it before. Homering off the best pitchers in baseball, leading the Mets to the World Series. Hats off to Daniel Murphy on a fantastic career. Was it too long ago when he was MVP candidate? Finished second in the MVP voting in 2016 when he went to the Nationals, which was a huge punch in the gut. Uh, then he spent some time with the Cubs. Then he spent the last two years with the Rockies. It sucks to see Murphy retire, but, you know, his injury bugs and all that stuff play a role. It finishes a career 296 hitter with 138 homers and 735 RBIs over a, I would consider, a very successful 12-year career. Two, excuse me, three All-Star games, two Silver Sluggers, NLCS MVP in 2015. Hats off to Murph. Uh, great career. Is he a Hall of Famer? Probably not. But he certainly, I would say, had a very successful career. So back to MLB free agency. Uh, Eddie Rosario is heading to the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland is in a weird spot. They lost Lindor. They lose Cookie. Last year they traded Clevenger. They had all the whole drama with Zach Plesac and Clevenger about the going out during COVID. They bring in Eddie Rosario. I think bringing in Eddie Rosario is a nice deal. He's went. He, I just lost my train of thought again. One year, eight million dollar contract with the Indians, pending physical. 
Indians have seen Rosario a lot. He hit more career home runs against Cleveland than any other team when he was with the Twins. 11 of those homers, 11 of his 22 homers against the, the Indians came at progressive field. Now, after the Indians bring back Cesar Hernandez, they also bring in Eddie Rosario. I think this is a nice get. He, they kind of used a platoon of players in the outfield, kind of mix and match stuff. I think Rosario will be a nice, consistent guy to have in the outfield. I certainly see the Indians very well being in contention for a wild card spot this year. They're by no means done in rebuilding. Eddie Rosario is just one of those fine-tuned. I think what the Indians are doing is not not a rebuild, not going all-in. They're doing kind of like a fine-tune around the edges and then make going to make one giant push again. The Indians window certainly is not close. Eddie Rosario, I think, is a great addition to that, that team. And I fully anticipate... That AL Central, I don't. I think the White Sox are clearly the, clearly the favorite favorite in that division. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Indians found their way in the playoffs with a wild card spot. And then there's two more moves we have to discuss: one free agency, one trade. The free agency, Didi Gregorius, is staying with the Phillies as we all kind of hoped for and expected. A two-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal for the Phillies. Didi Gregorius is great fit in Philly. He signed a one-year $14 million deal last offseason with the Phillies and hit, hit 284 with 10 homers and 40 RBIs and 827 OPS in 2020 after battling injuries in 2019 with the Yankees. But the Phillies, after they bring it back, JT Realmuto. They signed Matt Moore as well. Now they bring back Didi. There, I still don't know if the Phillies are going to be a huge threat in the NL East. I certainly think they're going to be around and make some noise, but I see, I feel they're going to finish around 500 or better. I they're going to be above 500, I think, but I don't think it'll be by much. I think it'll be by maybe one or two games. You know, maybe a 84 and what would that be? 84 and 80? No, I can't do math. But I see them being one or two games above 500. I don't really know if they'll win the division. I think that's between the Mets and the Braves. I don't know if they'll be in the wild card race, considering how tight the division itself is already going to be. Plus, the Padres and Dodgers are going to be going head-to-head all year. It is going to be very interesting to watch what the Phillies do. I still think they need some rotation help. Maybe they, they did bring in Archie Bradley for the bullpen. They have brought in Matt Moore. But Matt Moore's kind of Matt Moore's kind of fallen off the face of the earth, and now he's back. So maybe they go out and get a Paxton and take a flyer on him or an Odorizzi. Maybe they're a sleeper team that comes out of nowhere to swoop Bauer. I doubt it. But you never know. I, uh, Phillies have certainly had an interesting offseason considering all the problems with potentially keeping uh, Real Muto in terms of money constraints. But with the new front office staff, they're certainly just, they're like the Indians. They're gonna probably they're probably in a position of doing some fine tuning around the edges and then making one giant push. So it'll certainly certainly be interesting to see what's going on in Philadelphia. But the last little thing to talk about today, the biggest of moves. We've heard it 
the past three or four off seasons, Nolan Arenado is finally being traded. I am sorry to Rockies fans. Cardinals decided, you know what? Someone's got to win this division. It's going to be us. They go out and get the best third baseman in baseball. And now the Cardinals have said, you know what? Central's ours. And rightfully so. I'd say the Cardinals are now going to win the NL Central. It seemed like no one wanted to win it because no one was making any moves. It's just the Cubs dumping everyone. But now the Cardinals have brought back Wainwright. They've brought back Yachty. Now they've brought in Arenado. This deal's not final, though, which is why I've kind of held off writing about it or any going into detail on it. It is unclear what the Cardinals' return is or what the Rockies' return is for Arenado. And in addition, MLB, the Players' Union, and Nolan himself have to approve of the trade. That's all expected to happen. But we don't know at all. We kind of have an idea because of prospects going back. But because of how much money is also going back and forth, that needs a lot of approval. It's a long process to finalize this trade. But it looks like Nolan Arenado is going to be a St. Louis Cardinal. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now you're looking at an infield of... Goldie and Arenado on the corners. Paul DeYoung at short. Second base is unclear. Uh, Colton Wong is the free agent, so maybe they bring back Colton Wong. Yachty behind the plate, and then an outfield of Harrison Bader, uh, Dexter Fowler, and who's out there in left? I can't remember who's out in left field for him. But they could have Tommy Edmond play at second base if they decide to move on from Colton Wong. Their offense just got a lot better. That's probably one of the best 3-4 punches in baseball with Goldie and Arenado, if not the best. And I think this is a great fit. I think Nolan Nolan Arenado has said in interviews that he want, he'd rather win a World Series ring than have his number retired. Which was kind of the writing on the wall, meaning that if he's not going to win a ring in Colorado, he wants out and go somewhere where he can win a ring. I don't know if the Cardinals are not in a position, I don't think, to win a ring yet. But I think they are close to being a World Series contender. They're certainly playoff contenders. Absolutely. And the Cardinals being the Cardinals, they're always there every year. They're one of those, they're like the Yankees, they're the NL version of the Yankees. They're there every year no matter what. No matter who's on their team, one of the most historic franchises in sports and I certainly see them being playoff contenders. I don't know if they're World Series contenders yet. I don't know if I see them getting past the divisional round yet. I think they need more in their bullpen, more pitching overall, primarily in their bullpen or in the rotation. But I, uh, but this was a fantastic get for the Cardinals. It sucks if you're a Rockies fan, but that would mean. If the Phillies, or excuse me, the Cardinals pick up most of Arenado's big contract extension salary, maybe they go down on and give a big deal to Trevor Story. Maybe they give a big deal to Charlie Blackman. Probably will give a monster contract to Story. Story will now be the face of the Rockies. The Rockies, though, weren't too far. They were also just needed pitching, a lot of pitching help before they were a serious threat. That offense can hit no matter where they are. I hate the course field argument because they can hit anywhere. The offense was never the question. It was always there. It was just the pitching that was so inconsistent. 
that hurt the Rockies. And I think they were some starting pitching away from being a serious threat for a postseason spot. But alas, they've decided to move on from their th- franchise third baseman, Nolan Arenado's going to the Cardinals. And boy, oh boy, Rockies fans, I am so sorry. Cardinals fans, you got the best third baseman in baseball. Hats off to you. And it probably won't, it'll probably cost you, it will cost you prospects. We've seen when big names get traded in baseball, it doesn't cost much. But then when you see big names traded in football, like we saw yesterday with Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, you get monster returns for big name guys. But, alas, that's baseball. That's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode of Raise the Apple Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at RTA underscore pod. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Both links are in the description here on YouTube. And in addition, we will be starting a show on a second channel called the Now or Never Show. It will most like it will be mostly video game streaming down the road, but to start, it will also be sports talk, mostly baseball and football, but we'll also dabble in other sports as well. Just talk about kind of wrap up what's going on around each league. Expect the first video at some point next week on that channel. But that's pretty much it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Raise the Apple. Hope you enjoyed, and let's go Mets. Mm-hmm.